For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. You're listening to part one of the Giants Chatter Admin Season Preview. Enjoy. It is Saturday morning, March the 27th. We are five days away from opening day. Giants and Mariners up in Seattle. Uh, we are doing our Giants Chatter Admin Live Season Preview. Um, I am Say Hey Doug, co-host of the Say Hey Podcast and uh, co-founder of Giants Chatter here on Facebook. We're extremely excited to get together again with all these fine gentlemen and uh Get ready for the season. It's it's here, guys, and so we're uh, we're really excited to um, talk some baseball and actually start getting things uh, together. And it's been a busy last few weeks. We've been podcasting like crazy. All of us are on different podcasts, and and we've been crazy on Giants Chatter. So um, yeah, I mean, if we want to reintroduce ourselves, because last time we were all on here was I think five or six weeks ago. And Giants Chatter has grown a lot since then. Um, so uh, I guess we'll go in the order here. Uh, Charlie, if you want to reintroduce yourself over in the UK. How's it going today, Charlie? I'm good, thanks, Doug. Um, if nobody's heard from me before, as you can tell from the accent, I hail from the United Kingdom. I live there, too. I am the co-host of the British-based Giant Splash Hits podcast, and I'm also a guest Giants writer for BatFlipsAndNerds.com now as well. Eric, how's it going today, man? Uh, going well. Good morning to everybody. Good morning to everybody out there. Uh, I'm Eric Nathanson, co-host of the TorchCast, the podcast behind four fans of the San Francisco Giants. And uh, that's it. Yeah, that, that, that's where I fit into this. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm just here. No, it's fine. Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Chris Corbett here, Canadian-born Giants fan. I'm not specifically part of any podcast i just jump in whenever uh needed so that's me say hey rob what's going on 
as Sehe Doug said, I'm Sehe Rob, a U.S. born Giants fan. U.S. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm just here to uh, say the Giants are going 162 and 0 this year, and um, there's nothing anybody can do about it. And that's it. Uh, so thanks for joining us today. We don't need to go any offline. Uh, next, we got Cade and Cade's dad. What's up, guys? Brooks Knudsen here. I got Cade trying to teach him the way of uh, the Giants. He's uh, he's excited for the season. I am, too. Uh, obviously, I, I uh, admin on uh, Giants Chatter. I'm also uh, uh, fill-in for, uh, for Rob on the Say Hey podcast. Uh, you know, I love uh, chatting ball, so you might see me on all these, uh, you know, Splash Hits Pod with Charlie. I'm on... Uh, Rizzo cast from time to time. I, I'm just, I'm all over the place. Uh, we'll get Kate on there too. But um, yeah, go Giants. <laughs> Steven Risotto, the great Steven Risotto. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm Steven Risotto. Kate is obviously older than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I host Rizzo cast. I talk to. <clears throat> Uh, pro amateur athletes coaches fans media it's a lot of fun and of course admin here on giants chatter so excited to be here beautiful day uh we're gonna get some good days here in the bay area opening day coming up should be a lot of fun yeah uh it's been a busy busy uh time for us um I just check in the comments here. Does is everybody know? Like, is our audio working? I'm not sure. It says uh, I have no audio, but whatever. Hopefully, hopefully people can hear us because I can hear all you guys. So should be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like I said, we've been really busy these last few weeks. Uh, you know, we've done some lives on here. We've obviously been doing our own separate podcasts. Uh, but just want to remind everybody. You know, we we have been doing our spring training game threads whenever uh, games have been televised on here um which is which is awesome it's been it's been kind of hit or miss but it's been more hit i would say than miss it's you know a lot of day games people have jobs it's tough in the spring but we're really looking forward to that first game thread uh thursday night when the giants are up in seattle because hey it's a night game and uh everybody will be able to watch it so i'm looking for a ton of comments a ton of interaction um with with us and our members of Giants Chatter, and also just to be lookout for those post-game live reactions. Uh, you know, not every night, but you know, select nights we will we will come on here after and recap certain games. So, um, definitely excited for the direction that Giants Chatter is going in. So, uh, what we're gonna do today is we wanted to do, like I said, our season preview, basically, and that means we're we're kind of gonna start off uh, recapping the spring real quick. The roster that we, you know, it, it looks like it's shaping to be going into opening day. Um, and then we're going to kind of start giving our opinions and predictions on the NL West, the Giants. We're going to do some over and unders for a little fun. And then we'll even give our uh, Cy Young and MVP predictions, our division winners, and then, um, you know, even do some playoff talk. We'll do wild card predictions and World Series matchups in yeah. the winner there. Playoffs. So. Playoffs. Playoffs. You playoffs. kidding me? Playoffs? What? <laughs> Just trying to win one game. That's all you, it's all it takes. We trying should know that. Win one, one game, game about 85 times, hopefully. <laughs> one game, give me Logan Webb. Uh, I'm kidding. The, uh, so 
Let's kind of recap what I mean. Obviously, there's a couple more games left. The Giants will be coming home. I think is it after tomorrow, and they'll play. Uh, they'll play the A's a couple times before they get the season started. They do that every year. Um, so let's let's recap the spring real quick. Uh, I don't care who wants to go first. Brooks already wants to interrupt me. What do you have to say, Brooks? <laughs> well, no, the Giants aren't playing the A's in in San Francisco tomorrow. Is that what you said? Sorry, I said I think after Sunday they come back. Yeah. To the Bay Area, and they are they though? The are... I believe so. No, they're not nope. playing the Bay Area. They're going to go straight to Seattle. Play Oakland Sunday and Monday, and then they come back. Uh, Monday's a day game that is untelevised. Well, there you go. Well, that's crap. Yeah, they're, they're both. I in should really <laughs> should really be more prepared. Uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you. And Eric. then they go to China <laughs> and play the first game, the China the China game. Yeah, at three in the morning. Uh, oh yeah. You didn't you didn't hear about that, Doug? Chinese Taipei versus the Giants, game one. We'll probably lose. Um, <laughs> Do your research, man. <laughs> hey, hey, I've been busy. Okay, we all we are all busy. All right, we don't know anything about this team, anyways. But we're here talking about it. <laughs> well, Brooks, I since you're here, I, I talking already. I, I want to hear your thought. Give us your thoughts. You know, good and bad on what you've seen from the Giants this spring. Uh, there's a lot of good, a lot of good, I think, um, outside of a couple unfortunate Tommy John injuries, uh, and a, I would say somewhat minor Alex Wood injury. Um, the injuries, um, overall haven't been too disastrous. Um, and you know, they're stealing bases, they're hitting bombs. I mean, the offense is, is doing great. Uh, defense, it's hard to tell with all the, uh, role players, um, you know, you got guys that are making errors that aren't going to make the team. Um, so, so you know, I'm not too worried about the defense right now. We haven't seen Belt and Longoria actually play. Uh, I believe we'll see Longoria today at third, which I'm really excited about just because I don't want him to kick his first ball if it's in San Diego or whatever and have everyone go, really? He had no games <laughs> uh, played in the field? What the heck? So um, so I think the uh, yeah the offense and, and defense are just fine. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with the pitching. I know they haven't gone that deep, uh, but they do a lot of simulated innings that they're taking into consideration. So, um, yeah, I would just say the the bad is that, uh, you know, the innings, right? I, I just would like – I would have liked to see more innings, but uh, I'm going to cross my fingers that they're just trying to stay healthy and play for 162. Chris, give us your thoughts on the giant spring. I think, as Brooke said, you know, there's a lot more positives than negatives. You know, as he said, the uh, Alex Wood injury, Longoria not playing the infield until today, that that's something a little concerning. But, you know, Longoria has been in the league 14 years. It's just a matter, you know, of getting his couple reps in. I think he'll be fine. He's crushing the ball this spring. So, you know, it's it's all about getting back on the field and playing defense, which you know, that's never been his issue is the defensive part of the game. So he's been good. And something I've really liked from the pitchers, like both starters and relievers, is almost every game you're looking at mid-double-digit strikeout numbers. Like it seems like almost every game, 13, 14, 15 strikeouts a game from their pitching, and that's great to see. And on the reverse side, their hitters seem to be walking a lot more. Like Dubon this uh, – Spring or sorry, Dubon, Dubon has like ten or eleven walks already. I don't think he had that many last season. 
So, you know, like just there's there's a lot more good than bad. And I'm very excited for Thursday. And the season cannot start soon enough. Eric, give us your thoughts on spring. I'm pleasantly surprised. I don't know what happened to the camera there. I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I uh I I didn't uh, I didn't know what to expect going into the season because the roster construction was such a way that there's some crowding so you don't know who's going to shake out and I'm pleasantly surprised that pretty much everybody has made it difficult for them to make roster decisions when it comes down to the end here. Uh, everybody seems to be hitting the ball and I I hope that's a testament to coaching that goes <laughs> forward for the Giants. So I'd say I'm pleasantly surprised from what I've seen this spring. Uh, I didn't expect the Giants. I, I don't even know. What the- the record is, but they seem like they're in every single game that I'm either tuned into or paying attention to. Uh, their pitching is probably the real highlight for me, though, because there's always just one or two innings where they give up runs, and then the other seven innings are blanks. And, you know, Chris was talking about strikeouts, probably a big part of that. And it, it's just been kind of crazy to see how good the Giants pitching has been when it's not something that we, any of us, last time we got together, we talked about the Giants pitching being a weakness, and it's been more of a strength this spring than I think any of us expected it to be. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Charlie? Um, what's impressed me, Doug, is the just the depth of the offense. Like, There's guys in every position, not just one deep, but seemingly two deep, who are having good spring trainings. And even going to the top of the farm system as well, Joey Bart's had... Uh, I think surprised a couple of us with how well he's done in spring so far. And obviously, Hilliot Ramos, you can point to the two home run game as his banner game to say, I'm here, I want to be here, uh, this is what I can do, etc. So to even know that if we did get one or two injuries and if we did have to call on guys unexpectedly early, um, the depth is definitely there for us to just keep on rolling, next guy up, etc. And even, uh, say, Jason Vossler, who is going to be sitting in Sacramento waiting for his opportunity, hungry and ready to go as well. Um, on the pitching side, uh, Logan Webb, I think, has been an amazing surprise. He's incorporated everything they've asked him to do. Uh, arguably, he's probably the number two on the staff right now. Uh, he's thrown the change up well and mixing his pitches. And it, we really do need to, somebody to step up and be that number two. So, fingers crossed, it is him or somebody else. Say hey, Rob. Thoughts on the spring? You know what? It's been an exciting spring. You know, I haven't been able to watch every game or anything, but I believe they're like third in overall home runs, you know, out of all teams this spring. And and I, for, for me and you, because we talked about it a lot last year in all of our recaps, you know, the power surprised us, but this year we don't want it to be surprised because that's the direction of Farhan Ball. And, you know, yeah. that's, the, that, that, that's the way that, that they want to go. And, like 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 these other guys have said, it's it's the competition, you know, you know that we're seeing, you know, so many guys having good springs. Like, yeah, Vossler, you know, they tell, they're telling him a, a a week out, you're you're not making the team, and I think we could all say that he's probably been the, the best player the, the the spring, you know, and so that's kind of where they're at, and it it sucks for him, but as a fan, you're like, man, they must be really feeling good about all all these other guys, you know, like Austin Slater, another great spring, and. Like like Brooks said about Longoria hasn't hasn't played in the field at all, but man, he's hitting the ball. You know, like he's Pedro Serrano. So, Mike <laughs> 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 Mike Mike Mikey you know, same thing. Like he's he's still he's still looking good. He even stole a bag yesterday. 
you know, and the pit, the pitching, like, yeah, the, that the, the injury with Alex Wood, that's a little concerning to me because I really thought, you know, if if he didn't didn't pan out this spring or something happened to him, they might look another direction, you know, and sign a guy like Cole Hamels, but you know, it's it sounds like it's minor, so fingers crossed there, and. A lot of confidence, you know, with uh, Gosman, you know, getting getting that opening day call, even though he hasn't had the best spring either. But you know, they're I like that they're giving it to him and not just taking the easy. All right, you know, Mister Johnny Cueto, you you've done it a thousand times, go get him. So I think they have a direction, and you know, I'm excited. Steven, what are your thoughts on the giant spring thus far? Yeah, first of all, I can't get over the Pedro Serrano reference. That was pretty <laughs> strong, Robbie, coming out of the gates early with that. Um, but I, I like the depth on this team a lot. Uh, I think pitching, as you know, kind of you guys stated, uh, Logan Webb has been the highlight for me. And I think if he's if he's good, if he's got the changeup working, as Charlie mentioned, if he's mixing up his pitches, I think that guy's a big shot in the arm in this rotation, uh, a guy that they're going to need moving forward. Because uh, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of unknowns in that rotation. You got guys that could be dealt come July. So, you know, a few one-year one year deal guys there. But I like what the offense has done too. And as uh, some of you guys echoed, they're mashing. Almost every notable contributor that's expected this year <clears throat> is mashing. And when I mentioned the depth of this team, Vossler's been reassigned, as you guys mentioned, and Vossler's tearing the cover off the ball. Elliot Ramos tearing the cover off the ball, reassigned. You know, who's Jason Krizan? you know, reassigned? We didn't <laughs> even know some of these guys and they're mashing. So I think that that's all Farhan right there. That's all him building, um, you know, triple-A depth, double-A depth, and they're looking for more. You know, there's a report that came out that they're looking for a shortstop now at the at the triple-A level to uh, kind of have some insurance for Crawford, Dubon, Solano. Uh, so this is a this is a strong group. You know, the, the four home run games, the five home run games have been really intriguing. Uh, there's some, you know, as I think if you get some strike throwers in the bullpen, all of them have good stuff. Um, I think this is going to be a team that might overachieve a little bit. You know, they're still in a good division. I think we'll get to that in a sec, but there, there's a lot to like with this team in spring training so far. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think just the overall depth um, I know that a couple of you guys have already touched on has been really good. And it's, and we've said this, you know, whether it's on our podcast or on, on giants chatter in general, um, it's just nice seeing the giants have depth for the first time in a few years. And I think the, the really good thing, especially what you want to see in, in spring training is see our young guys produce. I, you know, obviously numbers you kind of take with a grain of salt because, you know, veterans could be hitting 500, but they're going up against, you know, 20 year old pitchers that are just getting a couple looks before they get, you know, reassigned. But, you know, whatever to that. It's just obviously Logan Webb's been really good. And I think, you know, in, in a different year with more certainty of the starting rotation, um, Webb probably still would maybe start uh, in Triple A just because he's just got so little experience there. And um, I think he's still more ideal there, but are ideal to fit there to start season. But, you know, he's made his case. I think it's inevitable. He's he's going to be in that rotation to start the season. Um, and then uh, I think another one that's for me that I don't want to say it's surprising, 
But, uh, you know, Donovan Solano is now showing that, like, he can consistently hit consistently, if, <laughs> if I can say <laughs> it without sounding stupid. But, you know, and and this is going to be, you know, something that some people don't want to hear because they fall in love with him. But, man, I would I would trade Donovan Solano right now if I could. Um, he's never going to have a higher value. And uh, he's 33 years old. So, but whatever. And then, yeah, like a guy like Jason Vossler is – He's had a pretty solid spring. Um, I wasn't surprised that he got reassigned. I know a lot of people were, but um, I definitely think you know we can count on seeing him up at some point. I think uh, I think that's inevitable as well, especially since he has options. But you know, obviously a couple bad were sucks that they've lost uh, Nunez now for you know with the elbow injury, and then um, my number one guy who going into the spring was Alex Wood because I wanted to see him how he's throwing, how he's healthy. Obviously, he's had that that back issue now. I think it's questionable if he's going to be ready to start the season um, in the rotation. Uh, I would hope so, but it wouldn't surprise me if he starts the season on the you know like ten day IL, um, which I think that cements you know a spot for Logan Webb in that rotation. Um, but you know, overall, it's been a it's it's been a good spring. Um, you know, the wins and losses don't really matter to me, but kind of to go off of what Brooks said, it's it's just about innings and getting reps and, and getting as much as possible, especially for the younger guys. And I think the younger guys, you know, like uh, Elliot Ramos and, um, you know, Joey Bart's having a great spring. It's just really refreshing seeing these young guys consistently, uh, you know, give solid output. So it's been good. It's been a good spring. Let's just stay healthy. That's my number one thing. So, um any, uh, you know, regarding the the roster as it stands going into this opening week, you know, again, we're five days away. Um, I'll try and keep this like not too long, but uh, and whoever wants to go first can go first. But like, are there any like surprises uh, about like who who's going to be on the opening day roster? You think even though nothing's solidified yet, but we're we're pretty close to seeing what this opening day roster is. Anybody want to go? I don't care who goes first. <laughs> Rob, you laughed. You go. What? <laughs> you get to go first. Like, just well, I, that well, was a well, bad transition from me. No, I apologize. No, 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 no. I think the whole. Uh, I think the fact that after all this time, they're saying Brandon Belt isn't going to start the year uh, on the IL. Like after all this time, like that. A that's weird. A, that's a I mean, that's a little weird. You know, he hasn't he's barely played this spring, and I was kind of baking on him missing the first like week or so. And you know, sure as hell, they're like, oh no, he's gonna play opening day. And then uh, I totally forgot they're playing in American League Park, and you know, he can DH, you know, worst case scenario. But I thought that might be Longoria's, you know, role, but who knows? But it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what happens with with Bell in that first series, and then when they transition back to the National League, and they go, okay, let's we'll give him a few days off, and you know, we don't want to play him in the field just yet. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going off just that top of my head, I got yeah, Brandon Belt for for sure because I didn't think we'd be seeing him for a bit, to be honest with you. Charlie, what are your uh, thoughts on the roster? Um, one surprise to me, Doug, has admittedly been Scott Kazmaier because he's kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, he was in the independent ball, I believe, for about the last two years or so. And I've only seen one of his starts. Like, I'm not sure whether he's uh, pitched any more after that, but he looked really good. His command was there. His velocity was in the uh, low 90s, where you'd expect it to be. 
your speed pitches were doing what you'd expect them to do. And just the mere fact that he's managing to even get this far and be one of the last choices or potentially even make it. I, I'm not sure whether he'll make it over Yamaguchi as an example. I think Tropiano is pretty much there, but the mere fact he's on the bubble and he's put himself in there as at least an extra long relief, even potential opening option. I think it's a potentially great story. It's kind of Ryan Vogelsong-esque in, in a way. Hmm. The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Chris, uh, any thoughts on the roster going into the season? Um, one bullpen name I hadn't thought about it until I read the Bags article on the Athletic last night was Dominic Leone. Dominic Leone. Um, I looked up his numbers. He's quietly having a great spring. Uh, seven and two-third innings, six hits, only one earned run for a one-one-seven ERA. But he struck in. He has thirteen Ks for a. Uh, 15.3 strikeouts per nine. Um, he, you know, I, I know him from his time with the Blue Jays the one year in 2017, which he was really good at 265 ERA in 70 games. But he's not somebody I had looked at until last night. And I was like, whoa, I, I like his chances of making the big league roster. And if I could just touch on what Robbie was talking about earlier with Brandon Bell, I think it would be great to start him on the IL because – the first series against Seattle, odds are they're going to be looking at three lefties. That too. You yep. know, keep keep them on the IL, keep them in Arizona, get them some extra work, get his timing in. You know, I've heard Brooks say this a million times, so I'm stealing his thunder here on belt there. But you know, <laughs> I I, th I think I think it's the smart thinking. You know, you have or you have Flores, you have Ruff. Who both mash lefties, both yeah. of them can play first place. Slater, so you know what? Give Belt a couple extra days, leave him on the IL, let him get his timing down, let him get his footing in, and you know go from there. So I, I would not be surprised if we see Lamont Wade make the team just because of Belt. That's a great point, mm -hmm. um, Eric. What's up, man? Well, let's talk, let's expect, talk some roster. I didn't expect Sanchez uh, to be a starter. Uh, I didn't expect him to even make the club when they signed him. It was just kind of one of those flyers that they took on a guy, and you have no idea if this guy is going to be healthy and if he can fade any amount of time. I mean, he showed himself to be durable. Apparently, the blisters aren't an issue anymore. So I, I kind of that's somebody who is going to be on the back end of the rotation for – you know, probably the majority of the year. We've talked about it here. I've talked about it on my show. Depth is a thing. And that's the one thing with the roster that shows the most coming out of spring training. I think we're all comfortable with the Giants having, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight starters they're going to have throughout the year. And whether or not 
those are all quality major league starters at times is the question. But, you know, having somebody like Sanchez sneak in there while, you know, Wood's injured. And then, you know, as Charlie mentioned, Casimir on the other flip side of that, to have those two guys kind of make it through and, and possibly crack this rotation, to me, that's kind of the story of spring training overall because that, that wasn't expected. I mean, those are two names two months ago that we weren't we we never would have even considered. True, Stephen, give us your thoughts on uh, the roster going into opening day. Yeah, I think you guys all make great points, especially with the pitching side of things. I think with 2020 being as short as it was, you're going to have to make up for innings, and that's kind of a crisis that all of baseball has been thinking about this off season and. You're going to see a lot more six-man rotations, but I would I would piggyback off the Brandon Belt scenario. I mean, I think it would be crazy for him to to you know start the year on the opening day roster, especially you know as you guys mentioned with the th- with the three lefties in Seattle. Uh, and Belt last year was primarily used against right-handed pitching, and you had Wilmer Flores at first base. But Lamont Wade Jr. is so interesting to me. So he's not you know he's not tearing the cover off the ball this spring. Um, but he's, you know, his track record screams Farhan Zaidi. I don't, I don't know. It, it's not Mike Yastrzemski. Obviously, there, there's a little bit of a difference in their player profile. But you know, based on the way they were talking about how he revamped his swing during the offseason, you know, getting more elevation, that's exactly like the things that he should be working on. Because if you look at his track record, Lamont Wade Jr. has more walks than strikeouts at the minor league level, and that's insane. You know, I don't care. I don't care what level it is. That is insane to have more walks and strikeouts. And it's by a lot too. So I think Lamont Wade Jr. is definitely a guy who, and I've trashed Steven Duggar on Giants Chatter before, who, <laughs> by the way, is having a good spring. But Lamont Wade Jr. is above Steven Duggar, um, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're playing him a lot at first base. He's getting reps there, which makes you think Brandon Belt may not be ready. So... <laughs> Um, well, Brandon Bell isn't ready. I think that's a fact that we yeah. can pretty much all agree on. So, yeah, I'd say Lamont Wade Jr. is, is my guy to watch because um, if an outfielder goes down this year, I think he's the first guy up. Brooks, give us your thoughts on uh, the roster right now, man. Yeah, I think I think we're all you know, creatures of habit where we want to uh, make so much out of this opening day roster, right? This is, it's like a prestigious honor to be there on the first game of the season. Um, I'm used to now not caring too much about who makes it, who comes up 10 days later, that whole thing. Um, It's a long season. Last year was not a long season. This year is a long season. you know, one of the names uh, that kind of floated up recently, uh, no one's really talking about him, but uh, Zach Littell, right? Um, he uh, He's 25 years old, right-handed pitcher, uh, reliever. And um, he, to me, could be a guy, you know, he hasn't been reassigned yet, if he will be. Uh, he, he hasn't... Um, hasn't been reassigned because I think he has a chance to make the opening day uh, bullpen uh, for the sole reason that uh, it, you know, we're expecting Wood to go on the injured list. Um, you might just see Littell go in there and pitch uh, for five to ten games and then go down when, uh, when they need Wood. And um, he's the only guy in that group of non-roster invitees that actually has a uh, minor league option remaining, right? Unlike Bracho and Leon and these guys that 
you know, if they were to do the same with them, you bring them up just for this like 10 day stretch and then you have to DFA him and maybe you lose him to a team that needs a, a pitcher right there. I mean, that to me wouldn't be smart for the Giants to do. They, they'd rather have Leon and these guys go down and, and wait for their um, <clears throat> or their chance to come up. And hopefully that's to cover. A, well, not hopefully, but if they were to come up and cover a bigger injury and stay up longer. Uh, instead of something uh, like a 10-day stint. So the only reason I'm going into detail here is that it might not be so big of a deal to bring up, oh, you know, Casimir, oh, uh, um, who's another guy, uh, uh, Bracho. Like, we could we could use these guys right now. It's like, yeah, but in 10 days, you might have to lose him for your whole season. So why would that guy make it? So anyways, uh, long answer short, it's really about just keeping guys in the organization. If you have options, you're going down. Uh, if Vossler, uh, let's say, uh, was out of options, he definitely makes this team. I mean, it's just it's as simple as that. Um, they're just trying to keep these guys in the organization because we've seen uh, Farhan lose uh, players while trying to slip them through uh, the, the waiver process. Hans or Alberto is one of them. Um, he ended up having a nice year for the Orioles uh, last year, hit like 315 or something. Anyways, um, it's all about keeping guys in the organization. Use those options, uh, and I like where they're at in that regard. I could listen to you talk about options all day, Brooks. I got options over here. Options. <laughs> uh, that's a good point, though, because, and I've said it before, I think um, what the Harrison, you know, uh, Zaidi regime, what they're kind of doing is, you know, they're kind of just bringing in a quantity of guys that may not, you know, look like they're going for quality at the moment and just find a couple of them. And I think the thing that really stands out to me, especially I'll focus on the pitching aspect coming out of the spring is um, the amount of I've been saying insurance that they've put into this organization, you know, like guys like Kashmir and uh, Yamaguchi and um tropiano you know like those guys are just in case they're like fallback guys on in my opinion but can also if you need to you know you can put them in the rotation or in the bullpen so i think i think that's what sticks out to me the most is just having the options the options brook uh of arms there that if some of them aren't working out you know you have other ones that you'll give a chance and i don't think they're going to be afraid to if someone's struggling for a start or two hey you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll give this guy another shot instead and see where he's at. I think they could go with the hot arm and at the moment, and they don't really care about innings pitched or games pitched and all that. They're going to go with what's going to be best for the team, as cliche as that sounds. Um, but I am it, just one guy that sticks out to me. I'm really uh, impressed with Di Scalfani so far. Like I, I hope he he can stay healthy because we've seen his upside um, has been good when he's healthy and he's good to go. I mean, you know, twelve. 12 K's and just three walks this spring thus far and in nine and two thirds. And so I'm hoping he could stay healthy, stay in that middle of the back end of the rotation and, you know, guys like him and Sanchez and eventually would stay healthy because I feel like it's kind of like a, a, you know, an average floor, average below average floor if they're at their worst, but the ceiling could be very high for the starting rotation. And so we'll, we'll see too. Cause Steven mentioned, you know, you'll see a lot of six man rotations this year. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if there's, you know, no structure here and they go somewhere in that direction and just go with what they need to do. There could be some starts where you see guys pitch three or four innings on purpose so they can turn over the pen and then they could make another start, you know, three days later. So who knows? That's 10 man rotation. Book it. (laughs) 
So we'll see. That that could be the direction the Giants are going in, and I don't think it would surprise any of us. So um, let's talk the National League West. Uh, you know, obviously the talk of the offseason, I know, Brooks, it's so boring. The talk of the offseason has been, you know, the Dodgers go out and get Bauer and get stronger. The Padres make all these moves, and they're right there too, but the talk's been like the race for third, I guess, in the NL West, and uh, I think a lot of us have them there. So I figured we can kind of go, you know, we don't have to go super into details, but we can give like our our order of standings or whatever and what, they, what they're going to be in, and, and we can kind of go around the table there. So, uh, Charlie, let's start with you, and, uh, and let's hear your thoughts on uh, what you think the NL West is going to turn out this year. Okay, thanks, Doug. So I've got the Dodgers on top, unfortunately. Uh, it's just, they're just so far ahead of everybody else in this division at the moment. The Padres in second, but by but by about 13 games. The Giants in third, safely. The Diamondbacks and then the Rockies, both like way, way behind. But the Rockies getting close to a 100 loss season. Ouch. Eric, what are your thoughts on the NOS? Uh, I have the exact same order, and I can give you win totals. I have the Dodgers winning 106. I have the Padres winning 92. I have the Giants winning 88. I have the Diamondbacks winning 73. And I have Colorado winning 61 games. So, ah, there's the 101 loss. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I, I had to do it, too. As I'm sitting there debating it with Colorado. I'm like, let's give it to them. They're just that bad. <laughs> Uh, Chris, give us your thoughts on the NL West. I know I'm going to be the only one, as I've talked about. I actually think this is the year the Dodgers division-winning streak comes to an end. I am buying what San Diego has done, despite their lefty issues in the bullpen. But I am going San Diego first, LA second. Two-game difference. San Diego wins the division by two games with 98 wins. Giants in third, Arizona in fourth, a couple triple-A teams in fifth, double-A teams in sixth, then maybe Colorado somewhere in there. Oh, Padres win in the West, according to Chris. Okay, Steven. I know, Rob, you missed a lot. (laughs) Uh, Steven, what do we got here for your NL West predictions? Oh, man. Um, so I have the uh, Diamondbacks winning the division. No, I have the Dodgers winning the division. Um, they are, in my opinion, historically good to the point where they may, you know, kind of be in the same direction of the Yankees dynasty. That may be a hot take, but they're building for it. They have enough talent. Uh, I think they're back-to-back champs, to be honest with you. I know we'll get to that in a little bit. But anyways, Padres, yeah, uh, finishing second. I think they get that wild card spot. Giants and I have a win total for you. I will not go 88. I will not go. I don't, I hate saying this, but I, I will say 78, 78 wins for the Giants. That may be too low, um, but I like this National League a lot. Um, and then I have the Diamondbacks and I have, of course, the Rockies probably losing 95 plus. Um, there's just nobody there. I mean, I can only name a handful of guys that play for the Rockies. So, yeah, just to keep it brief, that's probably what I would do. Brooks, why will the Padres finish second in the division, according to Brooks? <laughs> oh, I wish I wish it wasn't the Padres in second. Um, <laughs> it, 
Uh, I guess we'll just go in order of uh, worst to, to best in the division. Rockies, I got them at 69 wins. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, I think more than like er- Eric's projected 61, just because, you know, you're going to have those games where Trevor Story hits a walk-off grand slam and it bails out the bullpen and all that. So uh, I think uh, there's still there's still going to be a pain in, uh, in a lot of our sides this year, even though the whole team is not great. Uh, D-backs, uh, I put them at 80 wins. Um, they're, they're, I don't think they're committed to winning. They're, they didn't do much in the offseason, uh, and they're probably not going to do much at the deadline. They're probably just going to hang around and give Mason Saunders uh, a place to pitch, um, uh, you know, Madison Bumgarner, come on, anybody? No. Uh, I put the Giants at uh, 85 wins. Um, I I think that range could be anywhere from 80 to 88, uh, depending on the injuries. Uh, I know every team, depending on injuries, but the Giants just have 33, 34, 35-year-olds all over the place. So uh, I know what it's like to be 33, and it's not – it doesn't feel great. So (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> so injuries are going to happen to the Giants. And I think the reason why I put them at 85 is that these backup guys uh, that are going to be coming this summer, Elliot Ramos, Tyler Beatty, John Brebbia, all that, that's going to keep them winning. Uh, so it's not going to be a tank season for the Giants where they all of a sudden finish with 75, I think. Um, going to Padres, 92 wins. Uh, not that impressed with their depth, but they do have uh, a you know, very talented system that they can just pull up and make Kenzie Gore whenever they need to. Uh, but I think they are, that's why they're not able to win the division just because they uh, are also dealing with guys that are older and get injured all the time. So uh, they're going to be uh, missing out on the division win that way. And the Dodgers, I only put them at 97 wins, um, which a lot of people, I think Eric had them at 106. Is that right, Eric? Um you know, to me, the and I'll, I know I've taken the most time out of everybody here, but I just want maybe I filled in a lot of information that not a lot of people know. But the Dodgers bullpen significantly took a hit this year. They lost a lot of contributors, a lot of good players, and they didn't really add too much to that. And guys like Kenley Jansen are getting older. Uh, so the bullpen to me is not great outside of how they structure it with May and Urias. And then uh, just overall losing guys like Kike and Jock, uh, I don't think that makes them better. So I put them at 97 wins. Still winning the division. <laughs> so I'm just looking at our private chat here. Thanks, Stephen, for the advice. <laughs> Rob, uh, <laughs> Rob, uh, give us your thoughts on the National League West, please. Uh, I didn't really go into win totals for like the Rockies and those guys, but yeah. You don't qualify. Have, yeah. I, <laughs> what the hell, Rob? They might not win a game, but, but yeah, I mean, they're – they're a lost cause. I mean, that poor organization with so many bad investments. But you know, like Brooks said, you know, they still have Trevor Story, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna get on people's nerves, or their their ballpark is gonna get on people's nerves. You know, in a three game series, you know, at least usually once. You know, e- even against the, the the good team. So yeah, they're in that sixty nine range. I I gotta agree. Uh, Arizona, yeah, I got them in fourth as well. Um. Yeah, same thing. They kind of had some. I, I think they 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 took a, cu- a couple shots last year. You know, try trying to become c- contenders, and you know, with the Bumgarner signing and and all that, didn't work out. So I kind of think they're they're backtracking and trying to, you know, re- recoup some of their lost assets. Like it really, I mean, would it surprise any of you guys if they tried to you know deal him at some point this year? 
if they're, if they're bad again. I mean, he's he's got that contract, which really isn't that bad, but I, I could see them because he's at the tail end of his career, and what, what's he what's he really doing there at this point? So then I got the Giants at the old 500 mark. You got him at 81, 81. Uh, I think, you know, they are truly playing for 2021, or I'm sorry, 2022. But yeah, like they're... They're going to experiment all, all year, and they're going to be a fun team to watch, and they're going to be a thorn in everybody's side just because of all their depth. But, you know, I think injuries will, you know, creep up on them a bit. Like, if Longoria gets hurt, you know, we're all going to get to see Vossler, you know, more earlier than I think that we're all expecting. But, but we'll all be excited about that, and we're not going to care because we have high expectations for this team. And same thing with Brandon Crawford and all, and Brandon Bell and all these other guys who you know are going to spend at least six weeks on, you know, you know, injured. But but really, I, I think the organization, they're not going to mind so much. You know, they're going to be taking extended leaves, you, you know, like, yeah, take another week off, take another week off. It's fine, you know. So, yeah, but they're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, they're going to the, hit the piss out of the ball. They're going to make some errors. Of course, we have all these guys platooning, but different lineup probably almost every day, and it's going to be a good time. But yeah, the Padres probably 94 wins, I think. You know, we, we, we talked about it a, a little bit the last times we've been, been on the podcast with uh, Brooks. So not totally sold on their bullpen. You know, they uh, I like the Aquila signing because I, I wanted the Giants to sign him, but. It's still a lot, a lot of questions down there. Denison Lamette, you know, he's he's got an, an injury history, you know, electric stuff. But you know, they're gonna average six six to six and a half run, runs a game, you know, <laughs> most likely even even in those you know NLS ballparks, you know, and it's it's gonna be crazy. But you never know. I mean, Tatis already walked off the field the other day with a trainer. You know, you you just don't know in baseball. So, but. I don't want to anoint them like everybody is just yeah. And yeah, the Dodgers are going to win like 300 games, and that's that. <laughs> Robbie saved his best analysis for last with the Dodgers there. Um, kind of hate them, but man, <laughs> so good. So I'll, I I did uh, records too, and we have to factor in. I, I'm sure we can all agree on this. This is if they play 162. I mean, we're all hopeful. Uh, we're all hopeful, but nothing's for certain in this world. We don't know. Anyways. Um, I have the Dodgers going 102 and 60. Uh, I just think that rotation is just stupid. Um, you know, when you got May on the back end of it, it's not even fair, even though I think Bauer's vastly overrated. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't, I'm i not alone on that. I know that. Uh, but, you know, th- their lineup is, is just legit. They're going to have nights where the bullpen's not coming through, but they'll outslug other teams. So uh, Dodgers 102 and 60. Uh, I'm. I, I think the Padres are a really good team. I have them at 94 and 68. Um, I think they're cemented in that second spot in the West. But um, again, and, and Brooks has touched on this several times, like they have no lefty arms really in that bullpen. And that's going to that's gonna come up and bite them, I think, and cost a couple games. Um, I'm a little more pessimistic on the Giants just because I've been a Giants fan for so freaking long. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I have them at 80 and 82. You know, I, I have them like right at that like forty nine percent success rate, but uh, I, I think they're definitely heading in the right direction. I love uh, where the system's headed, the farm system, the young guys are there. I think uh, 
you know, the philosophy of getting these old guys off, you know, sadly, but it's time getting rid of them, moving on from them. It's, it's starting to slowly happen. I think next year's uh, roster will look significantly different, but same at the same time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the giants. I think they'll be in the hunt for sure uh, this year before maybe falling off in September. Um, the D backs losing gallon. Uh, I don't know how, how long he's out for. Was it a couple months? Um, I missed the timetable on that one, but I have the Arizona going 77 and 85. I still think they're an okay team. Uh, and then obviously I have the Rockies at 68 and 94. Um, yeah, they lost Arenado in a horrible trade. They're still paying for him and didn't get much return. But uh, I think people that the guy nobody's talking about is like losing David Dahl sucks. Like, I like David Dahl. And I think he's, uh, you know, he's down with the Rangers now and he's going to be a good uh Good little help in their lineup down there in Texas. So um gonna be a rough year for uh, you Colorado fans out there. So thanks for listening to part one of the Giants Chatter admin season preview. Stay tuned as part two will be released shortly. When the Giants come to town, it's For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.